White Sox Weekly, the Chicago baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Good afternoon. Welcome in. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly for an hour and then 30 minutes of the beat coming up at 5 o'clock with uh, the Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers Tonight, 5.30, our pregame show, 6 o'clock, the puck drop right here on 720 WGN. Harry Tynowitz, good afternoon. Hey, Carm, how the heck are you? I've never seen you look so professional as you look right now, wearing a button-down polo shirt. And how dare you? A nice scarf. What, what color is it? It's, uh, it is purple. Normally you're in a jersey. Normally you'd be mm-hmm. rocking like a Clayton Thorson, or maybe you'd go old school. Old school. I couldn't even name an Illinois football player. How's that? Yeah, maybe you'd wear an Ed Obradovich. I, I have I have a Juice Williams jersey. There we go. There's Juice. your Illinois football player. <laughs> Juice Williams yep. was, a, was a solid quarterback for the Fighting Illini. Yes, he was. All right, so uh, we'll talk some football coming up at 5 o'clock. The Bears are incredible. I, the Bears... The Bears are grabbing the city, Harry Tynowitz. I believe they've already grabbed it. I, they, this is, uh, we're getting towards, I don't want to say serious, serious playoff vibes. Yeah, and I think like just they're fun and they're dancing and there's just enjoyment going on. Yeah, how do you not? How do you not like this team, uh, how, how especially not, the defense? Right. How do you not like an Eddie Robinson? I mean, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but, or, or an Eddie Jackson. Yeah, him too. You are such a Bulls fan. Stop it. Did I just call Eddie Jackson, Eddie Robinson, one of the great Bulls of all time? One of the worst contracts. What was Eddie Robinson's contract? Eddie Robinson was the man. Do you remember my favorite Eddie Robinson? What number was he? Eddie Robinson. Thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, Carm. There you go, Harry. I'm here for you. Don't don't think I'm not. Uh, we got Darren Jackson coming up on White Sox Weekly at the bottom of the hour. So good to talk with DJ, who's out in Seattle drinking coffee. Got his feet kicked up, little ten toes pointed towards the sky, enjoying a, what is it, a little Puget Sound out there, Harry? That's what it you is, do? It is Puget Sound. You ever been? I have been. I got to go for the All-Star Game the year that um, uh, John Lieber uh, represented the Cubs. And uh, the year Tommy Lasorda flipped over, did a backflip. Remember that? I vaguely remember Lasorda. I remember him going down. Was that in an All-Star game? Oh, yeah. Tommy Lasorda coaching third, like his last year, did a, a ba- accidental backflip. Okay. Okay, I definitely remember it. No, boo- no booze was involved. I didn't realize it was an All-Star game. How do you know no booze was involved as an All-Star it's game? Tommy Lasorda. The yeah. guy's got like, you know, he's got like pasta fazool on the heart. He's I, got no booze. I feel like Tommy enjoys a nice bottle of vino and, as well as his pasta fazool. Maybe, I, maybe, but not like before the game. Okay. Even in an All-Star game? I would say even in an All-Star game, Tommy Lasorda, if he would pass a breathalyzer. But but give us a call, 312-981-7200. What professional athletes would not pass a breathalyzer at their All-Star game? (laughs) So let me, I got... uh, And we have prizes for the winner. We do? What are the prizes? Dan Long, do we have prizes? How are you, Dan Long? Good to see you. Prizes for uh, slandering people on the air and calling them alcoholics? I'm not sure. Let me take a look at the closet. I didn't, I didn't call anybody. There's a big difference between being an alcoholic and somebody who wouldn't pass a breathalyzer. You're taking an awful big uh, one small step for man, one giant leap for uh, you know recovery programs. I'm with you, Dan. I think Harry blatantly called Lasorda an alcoholic. That's what just happened. So no way. <laughs> but here, I, I, I got one... Mm-hmm. Before I forget, Harry. Yes, more about Eddie Robinson. No, I'm going to move over from Eddie Robinson, Eddie Jackson, to Josh Donaldson. 
Yeah, he is one of the big free agents out there. So here's a guy who has had big-time impact really wherever he's been and now 33 years old and a banged-up year, and he might end up signing a one-year deal, to a sort of a prove-it deal, but also could potentially uh, you know, end up in a situation where somebody steps in and makes him a longer-term contract that he finds impossible to turn down. And to me, like, you know, there's the Manny Machados, there's the Bryce Harpers. If I'm the White Sox and I can get a 33-year-old Josh Donaldson at a reasonable rate, a guy who's got a ton of ability who should be able to have at least a couple more good seasons, it, it, to me that's an interesting name to possibly step in and play some third base next year. Yeah, I was going to say, you're plugging him in at third, right? Yep. I am, and then you turn Yolmer into more of a utility guy. You can play him all over the diamond, and and you're not gonna you're not going all in at three hundred three hundred and fifty million dollars on a Manny Machado and a Bryce Harper who may or may not want to come here. Yeah, there are. So there I just are, think that's a real interesting name. It is a very interesting name. Now I'm I'm hearing that he is, he and the Cardinals are done. That that that, 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 that deal is done. He's going to St. Louis. That, that's the latest rumors that that the Cardinals are going to sign him. But I'm a guy that once once it's it's until it's on that bottom line, Harry. You know, uh, who knows what happens? He's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, 113 games for the Blue Jays. One of his, uh, you know, uh, seasons where he rare, you know he's rarely missing. 50 games in a season, but he just did it. I, I think Josh Donaldson's got a lot to offer. Donaldson is a record, a, apparently appealing to the Cardinals or any team if you're willing to take a you know the injury risk. So, but you also this is an MVP player. He had a 9.20 OPS for the Indians last year in 16 games following trade late in the season. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, he's a, he's got a 9.44 mark in 113 games a year earlier. So it's not like you can, it's not like you could have to point to five years ago when he was effective, right? Um, and then when he won the end, it was he was an AL MVP in 2015. It was a it was it was a 9.39 clip. I mean, nobody thought that the Oakland A's were going to give up on him, and Toronto ended up with him. He was phenomenal up there. So, to me, that's just uh, I I would be excited if and, and I don't if, I don't know if you have ever been around Josh Donaldson, but he is a gamer. He is a leader in the clubhouse. To me, he's a South Side guy. He would fit incredibly well. With what the White Sox are trying to do, Sox fans, I think, would love him. Apparently, he's going to St. Louis, but uh, again, who, uh, believe, who knows? B- believe uh, you know, believe uh, half of what you hear and uh, half of what you see, and nothing you hear. Right. So I, I just just looking at the market this year. Uh, that's one guy, and also, how do you feel about Mike Mustakis? Moose. Wouldn't you like Mike Moustakis? He he would certainly bring a level of veteran leadership to the club. Now, you feel like they're going to go young, and they're going to go young really soon. But Moose was very productive for Milwaukee. And he's not, and he was great in Kansas City. He's got a World Series ring, and he's not exactly old. And you're t- he hits left-handed, right? I, I don't, he's, he's, he just turned 30 in September. That's not an old no, player. No, no. So, I mean, in last year, 573 at-bats, at 28 homers, 95 RBIs, hit 251, on base of 315. That doesn't jump off the, the sheet, but it's certainly not terrible. I, I just look at, 
What's realistic here if you're not going to be spending money on Machado and Harper? Who are guys that would intrigue me? Moose would be another guy. Left-handed bat right in the middle of the order. You mentioned Josh Donaldson, who's a former MVP. I got another former MVP for you. Now, okay. It seems like they're pretty set in the outfield, right? Eloy's going to miss like the first 12 games, and then he's going to be one of your corner outfielders, right? Yes. Okay, but Andrew McCutcheon is out there. I like Andrew McCutcheon, too. He's, he's awfully good. The longtime pirate, uh, last seen wearing pinstripes. Andrew McCutcheon can do just about anything he wants on a ball field. Didn't go great for him in San Francisco for the majority of the season, but he's another guy who leads by example. And you wouldn't you wouldn't think you're you know that's a one year two year deal, right? Just 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 throwing some names out there. At some point here, the White Sox are going to start getting busy. So. We'll talk to Darren Jackson. Right, so the, 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 there are the names that aren't that sexy. We could talk about names that aren't that sexy when we come back. Names that aren't that sexy. Great, right, te- great right, tease right there. Right, like Marie Osmond. Or are we just sticking with baseball? No, I, no I, absolutely. Let's throw some other people out there. Okay. Uh, who else? Uh, who would be uh, Dan Name, Long? You got executive producer na- Dan Long. Names that aren't that sexy. Right. How about... Um, Let's go Wilford Brimley for 500, Jack. What do you think about that, Wilford Brimley? Oh, I don't know, man. He's You like Wilford? I kind of like his, uh, I think he sells his wild oats. <laughs> Pick 10 plans are terrible on sale now. Get ready for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, your schedule. It starts at $129. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. Harry. Ever dream of being a White Sox player? Now's your chance. Attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th to the 19th, and be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002 or sign up via WhiteSox.com. White Sox weekly till 5, the beat till 5.30. Blackhawks hockey coming up. DJ at the bottom of the hour. We are busy. 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN White Sox Weekly. Happy Turkey, Harry. You thankful for anything this uh, holiday season? I'm thankful for the chance that uh, you and I get to do a show together. That's good. I wish it were a longer show, but I'm hoping that this is the night the Blackhawks turn around in uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. There we go, little little Hawks and the Florida Panthers. They gotta. I mean, it's it's just not. It really troubles me. For for you know and, and and again I'm bothered by bandwagon hawk fans. I'm thankful. Here's what I'm thankful for: loyal White Sox fans. I, I am thankful for loyal White Sox, loyal loyal Chicago sports fans. I am, I am thankful for fans that don't say, "Oh yeah, well the Sox were great when they won the World Series, but I'm out now." I used to hate bandwagon fans, but now I kind of respect them. How do you? How do you wait? Take that! Do you know what you just said? I know it's ter. I, I it's terrible what I just said. So say I, it again. I, I, say it again. I feel bad about it on some level, mm-hmm. but the bandwagon fan, they just have other things going on in their life other than sports. Yeah, like a lack of courage. Nah, they you know they they got their work life, they got their family life, and then if, if something cool in the sporting world happens, then they jump on and then they're there. They they don't feel. As invested as you feel. The year, the year that Michael Jordan left. Yeah. The Bulls led the NBA in attendance. Yeah. Okay. Tickets were sold. Okay, but go ahead. And there's 
tickets were sold because of Michael, you're saying? That year, but to your point, they're still sold. People people were dying to get in the building to see where they had won the championships, where Michael played. Now, I, I admit it, Michael's about as close to Jesus as we got in this town. I don't mean to be blasphemous. And no, I'm Jewish, but we did not kill Christ. Okay, so Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith are special players. The Hawks won three Stanley Cups in a six-year period, and bandwagon fans... They had a chance to just, like, you know, see something that, like, you know... Th- you know you know what bandwagon fans don't do? They they would never boo the guys you just talked about. They come on out, they have a good time, they have a cocktail, they root for they the They don't hog. boo them because they're not watching them anymore. Right, so then they go home. That's what they do. So, for, for, so, so, look, I understand if it's a cold night in April and you don't want to go out, you know, to guaranteed rate field and watch the Sox because, uh, you know, the Sox will be good next year, so I'm going to pass. But how do you not... Keep track of the games. How do you not know the team? I talk to guys that say they're Sox fans, and I'm like, you know, I thought Lopez was pretty good last year. And they're like, who's Lopez? Really? Well, they have lives. They're not. They're not. You can have a life and still know who your starting rotation is. Yeah, but okay. And a most fan. Well, I say most. Yeah, I'd say most fans. I don't expect them to know, like you know, Kevin Smith's, you know, um, uh, on base percentage. You don't expect them to know that uh, you know the, the news of the week: the White Sox stocked with uh, picked up Aaron Bummer, Jace Fry, and Caleb Frere on the forty-man roster. These are this is the new. News. By the way, by the way, Fry is awfully good. I like Jace Fry a lot. They also placed Ian Clarkin on waivers, mm-hmm. and the Cubs actually picked him up. What, num- what number is Aaron Bummer? You were out there all summer. 39, Harry. Not even close. Aaron Bummer is not 39? No. Sure about that? 70. Mm, I don't think you're right there, pal. Mm, we'll, 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 have a, we'll have a challenge flag. Dan Long, can you double-check that? I swear Aaron Bummer's 39, unless he changed numbers. I'm double checking right now. <laughs> Aaron Bummer's 39. He's currently 39. He did wear 70 at one point. Thank you. Well, okay, so we're both correct, but I'm more correct because it's more recent and we live in a recent world. Recency is huge, right? Car- I, I think Carmen for the win. I think we're living in a material world. That too. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, a reminder our, uh, our text question of the day is sponsored by. CJ Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Harry, what is our text question of the day? I'm glad you asked, Carm. No, our, no problem. Our text, que- our text question of the day is on this, um, on this Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Who is the biggest turkey in sports? <laughs> An original one for you right here at 720 WG. Who is the biggest turkey? I, I apologize. No, 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 no. I think it's a good one. Who is the who is the I, biggest? I, or we can go with who is the most? Who is the uh, unsexiest female star? No, let's go with turkey. Annie McDowell. Did you have a good Thanksgiving over there? I, I had a great Thanksgiving. My brother Danny, um, the good brother, he threw Thanksgiving at his house. He moved into a beautiful new place. No invite for at the car. Um, Carm, you could have been there. I figured you were you were with Papa Fred. We went. Uh, was that the lovely Chelsea family? It was. It was wonderful, Harry. Was her sister the singer there? Uh, yes, she was. Did she have a guitar with her? There was no singing at this particular occasion. Oh, the turkey's been slaughtered. Yep. 
All right. Uh, can you read one more for me, Harry? I know you got something there that you want to tell White Sox fans. I've got a lot to tell White Sox fans. Hey, give the gift of White Sox baseball this holiday season. Holiday packs are on sale now and start at just $35. Each order includes ticket vouchers redeemable for 76 home games in 2019. Sweet. Along with an exclusive White Sox elf on the shelf ornament. And Winner. No, it's not Harry Chappas. For more information and to purchase your holiday packs, visit WhiteSox.com today. We're going to have a special Thanksgiving appearance from Darren Jackson coming up after the 4.30 news. It's White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. Tell me something good. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me that you love me, yeah. Woo. Tell me something good. 7.20 WGN, White Sox Weekly, until the top of the hour. We have not talked to DJ since the offseason got rolling. We get to do it right now. Darren Jackson, good afternoon. Thank you for taking time. Welcome to 7.20 WGN. <laughs> Well, it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. How are you? We are we're great. We're watching some football. We're talking some hot stove. We're thrilled to talk to you. Anything special happened in the DJ Thanksgiving that you want the listeners to know? Absolutely not. Aside from, we didn't have to put a whole lot of work into it. We were a little lazy. We went to other people's homes and took advantage of their graciousness and enjoyed that. Drove away and didn't have to clean up the mess. I don't know if that was right, but that's what we did. Right, now let's, t- let's talk about a very serious subject here, Darren. As a guest in another person's house, uh, how, many le- how much leftovers can one take home? Good question. You know, that's a great question. I always, because everybody knows I'm such a... Uh, big eater that they make sure that I have enough to last me a couple of days. So I'm graciously saying thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, and I take it with me uh, gladly. I don't have a problem with taking other people's food because it's going to waste anyway. They're not going to eat all that food. So pile it on. I'll take it with me. Yeah, see, do you feel guilty, though, when I... You know, I was at my girlfriend's parents' uh, mom's house the other day. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take this turkey home? Sure. Do you want to take home some stuffing? Wait, wait, wait. No, Carm, she was talking to your girlfriend. Do you want to take home some <laughs> stuffing? I'm not even going to acknowledge that, DJ. Do you want to take home some stuffing? Absolutely. Would you like the apple pie? No doubt about it. I mean, at some point, don't you feel like, I was like, okay, I mean, if you want to give me all that, I'll take it all. I will eat it. I mean, I, I'm here to help. I, 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 you know what? I'm just happy that it is gone, though, because we, we are a bit gluttonous during this period of the uh, off season. So, you know, right now I put the four pounds on from the one day. Now i got to take it all back off. So I'm glad it's here, gone, thankful for everything that we were part of. And now I'm looking forward to closing the year out on a good note and, uh, and talk some White Sox baseball. Let's do it. Uh, the two biggest free agents out there, of course, are Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. There was a photo that circulated of uh, Harper Sox jersey. Do you believe the White Sox are legitimate contenders for either one of these two top-of-the-line free agents? Uh, nothing would surprise me. Um, you know, the truth be told... I- I go back, I always fall back on the old Albert Bell signing when out of nowhere, you know, the White Sox go out and sign the biggest offensive weapon in baseball at the time, and that was a surprise to the world. So, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf has it in him to okay a deal like that. So 
even though, you know, the biggest contract I've ever given is nothing, nothing that's going to match what these guys are commanding. It, it's still, to me, not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I, I think the reality is the White Sox are going to try uh, and expedite things to put a contender, uh, you know, together for this team. And right now, the way the roster is set up, you know, that's just not going to happen next year. It's going to happen in the next few years. So if you get the right studs locked in for a long period of time and build around them, it changes everything. So I, I would not be surprised, but at the same time, um, I think the biggest question is going to always be, is it a place that you can make appealing enough for a name like Machado or Harper to want to be? Because they might just say, you know, i got other options, so I'm going to choose those because they're closer to winning right this minute, or they're already winning, and I'm going to be part of that. If you could have your pick between one or the other, who would you take? Um, I'd probably take uh, Frank Thomas. <laughs> and, of course, Frank is the one who orchestrated the Joey Bell signing. Uh, see? what i'm talking about he's the guy you take i think he could still hit no um honestly it's it's tough for me i i'm not personally a big fan of either's personality um and and machado i think is one of the best players in the game especially at the position of third base i think he's an elite hall of fame player that you'll just go yeah i mean he's just as good as there ever was to play that position at shortstop i think he's pretty good but i think we talked about this before guys but for me you know, when you make the comment that he did during the postseason, like, hey, you know, I'm not that guy that's going to do that. And when, when you have a guy that actually admits to that, he's being honest, hey, good for you. But, you know, when you've got a manager that demands that you hustle, uh, do you all of a sudden say, well, not you, though. You don't have to. So I, I don't know if that's a good fit. Whereas Bryce Harper, you know, he's a guy that hit and run. I mean, he, he runs sometimes. He doesn't. It's it's tough. What are you trying to build here? Are you going to change your rules and your perception of what you're building here, a team of hustlers? Or you, so I don't have – I just look at both of them being a tough fit with what we're doing here right now. But I would choose Machado over Harper, that's for sure, because of the consistency and the defensive greatness that comes with him. I threw out early in the show, DJ, what about uh, taking a flyer on Josh Donaldson? There's a guy that goes about his business the right way, total gamer, leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, he's 33 years old, but you're paying him you know, a fraction of what those guys get, and you can save your money for another day. Um, the only thing that scares me is what I saw with him last year, and that is it just didn't seem that um, he, he saw a real importance to get back to playing in a hurry. I just... And I could tell from just behind the scenes, just some kind of looks on guys' faces that were running that organization that they were kind of looking forward to him being gone. And whenever you kind of see that, you go, hmm. So if he's unhappy somewhere, does does he do that? Does he become a guy that you're going, ah, man, this wasn't the best decision because when the chips are down, he's not going to give you everything he has anymore. So to me, that's a question mark as well. I, You know, I'm all about guys that want to go out there and earn their money and, and go out there and play as hard as can be. And, and it doesn't matter how the team is playing. He's going to be an influence on the younger players, which is going to be huge because we got a lot of young players. So I'm looking at some of the starting pitchers, to be honest with you, that would be a better fit for the White Sox. Veteran guys that go about their business as professionals, and you're going, 
yeah, that guy would be great to help lead your staff get in the place it needs to be. Okay, so there's, I mean, there's there's two kinds of uh, free agent pitchers out there. There's the kind that, you know, we hear might become available, like Noah Syndergaard, or, or there's a guy like Charlie Morton from the Astros. <laughs> What's wrong with Jay Happ? I like him. Well, Jay Happ, Carmen and I spent a lot of time talking about J.A. Happ, you know. Um, Patrick Corbin we threw out. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just going, but, you know, they talk about, um, you know, like Syndergaard might become available. You think there's any way the Mets with their new agent slash GM would let him go? Yeah, you know, anybody can be moved. You know that. And if they get in a position where they feel like he's going to be unhappy with the direction the team's going, absolutely. Go get all the most powerful prospects you can in return for a guy like him. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, he would be a great guy to have on your team. I, there's no way in the world uh, I would think a team would say, eh, no, we're not interested. He'd be perfect fit for the White Sox. But in, in a, to me, in a market where you've got a veteran that can get on your staff, help teach young guys, and you can watch him go out and show you how to pitch. You know, Jay Hap's, uh, you know, got from the area. He's Yeah, he's older, but he's not going to command the big, big, big money. He's not going to have the long, long-term contract, but I think he's going to be a winner. He reminds me of Cliff Lee when he was in his prime, somebody that you go, oh, yeah, this guy can get it done. He can definitely help you until you transition and all these younger players are taking over. That is high praise. Cliff Lee in his prime, when he was on Cleveland, he was spectacular. Oh, absolutely. But now look at Hap. You look at 20-plus game winner. I mean, he's he's got the ERA consistently down in the low threes. Uh, didn't pitch twos, as well believe, Didn't year. pitch as well when he went to the pinstripes, though. Uh, yes. I mean, a little fall off. I mean, I, I like J.A. Happ, and you're right. He would be the leader. You know, he's a different type of feel than a uh, Patrick Corbin. But, you know, Cliff Lee is some pretty, you know, heavy company to throw him next to. What about a Dallas Keuchel? Can we get a Dallas Keuchel over from the Astros? Yeah, different kind of guy. Uh, I think he's a little more vulnerable if you're if you're actually looking at um, uh, production uh, for for a real short term because we've seen teams make adjustments to him. But I'm a fan of Keiko. That guy to me, he, he drives you crazy if you're you're hitting against him. So I, I like Keiko. Corbin, no, he's you know he's a he's a front line guy. This is a guy for me. Uh, uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt. You put him in your staff, and you're happy as heck you've got him there. So <laughs> you put him out there with somebody like Rodon and and a couple other young guys we have. He's going to be a great leader for you. That that'd be a pretty formidable one-two punch coming out with uh, you know Corbin and Rodon. That's very very strong. I'd be a big fan of that. There's no doubt about it. Well, the White Sox are going to do something. They've said it over and over that they're going to add to the starting rotation. They're going to add to the bullpen. So one of these moves is going to happen. I I, I Yaris w- Familia. Uh, I mean. That's a possibility as well. Sure. I mean, DJ, do you agree, though, that there's going to be at some point this offseason where the White Sox, I'm not saying they're going to go fully into the water, but there's going to be a dipping of the toe with somebody who will help them in 2019 and perhaps down the line as well. I agree. I know. I know for a fact that's what the White Sox are looking to do. They're looking for a piece or two that will come in and be impact players immediately and they're veterans and they know what they're doing and you don't worry about them. But 
again, you know, it's going to take Rick Hahn and, and staff to go ahead and sell the team, sell what they're doing. And somebody has to be willing to get on board with that because think about guys, um, you know, that want to be prime time, you know, in the limelight players right now. Are the White Sox that fit for them? Are they okay with being on a team that's not quite in the spotlight yet? So, you know, it doesn't mean that the top-name guys are going to jump right on board, even if you offer them the money that somebody else is offering. It's got to be the perfect fit for them. And if, you know, you're somebody that likes a lot of notoriety and you like your face in the press all the time, you know, the White Sox is not going to match what Boston or, or New York or L.A. has to offer. So it has to be somebody like a Robinson Cano that blows you away and leaves New York for the quietness of Seattle. So um, it's going to have to be somebody that's deep down inside wants a slower pace and doesn't want as much attention and uh, is happy with that. But who is that guy? I don't think we know until we actually ask the question of, will you come and join us? And I don't know who the White Sox have actually put that that true contract offer right in front of. Uh, I don't know if they're just feeling things out right now and going, Hey, are you interested? And, and of course, as you're a free agent, you're going to use that as a bargaining chip and say, yeah, I'm interested, but are they truly interested? Or is that just what it is, a bargaining chip? A good follow on Twitter, at DJ White Sox. Darren Jackson, half of the uh, funky radio booth going on with the Southsiders for another couple minutes with At The Carm and me, I'm Hey Tweet Harry. Since we have visited with you, it came out that Ricky Renteria had been signed long ago um, why do you suppose that wasn't like an announcement like the other teams in baseball would say, hey, we just extended our manager? You know, I, I always found that to be an interesting uh, question myself um, because there's so many things that the White Sox immediately are going to let the public know. Hey, look what we're proud we've done. We've, you know, we've done this. We've got to make this announcement. Um, I don't know why that was not announced, Carm. It, it, I mean, Harry, it doesn't make much sense to me why you wouldn't go ahead and say, um, yeah, we're proud to say that we've locked him in for another two, three years. And we're also, same thing as, you know, we're, we're not saying the length. We've, we're getting that more often from, from about managers. If we gave him a one-year, two-year, three-year extension, and we're not going to talk about the money we gave him. I don't know where we're going with this. It's a little different look uh, and, and information that's given to the public, but, I'm happy as a pig and slop that, that Ricky's back. I love the way he handles these players, and uh, and I love the way he manages, and I've enjoyed being around him. He's a great guy. So I'm happy that uh, he's going to be here, hopefully, for the whole process that this team turns around and starts contending in the Central. What did you think about Farmio dodging the fires in California, staying in his home to the last possible second, and then going 8,000 miles an hour out of uh, harm's way? Well... You know, that that's a nightmare scenario, but I'm so happy that, you know, the people right where he is and uh, the ones that are in his neighborhood, there's a bunch of people. I've been in his neighborhood and that they were able to escape the danger, but, you know, that's tragic. And, and I'm from not too far from there, and I know what it looks like when the when the hills are on fire in the vicinity, and I know the loss and, and what's coming next with the flooding and uh the mudslides and all that stuff. So it's a nightmare, and I, you know, it's it's a tragedy. Um, but we're lucky as heck that that Farmio and his family were able to go ahead and get away from it, stay away from it, and get back home safely and not deal with it. Yeah, and I don't mean to make light of it, but I thought that it was just sort of vintage Ed Farmer that he would wait to the last second and then zoom on out of there. The the man is uh, he's he, he has tremendous belief in himself, doesn't he, DJ? Nothing's going to stop him. <laughs> 
Well, that's a fact. You, you know, it's just like if he's catching a plane. Hey, oh, yeah, I'm 15 minutes late. But they'll hold the plane for me, I'm sure. Sure enough, he'll get there, and they go, hey, the plane's delayed. You're the last one to get on. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, that's definitely Vintage Edge Farmer. Yeah. And you're, you, you're from California, so I don't know if you had, had people... Uh from California. He wrote the record book at Culver City High. I My bad. I should, have hey, said, I should have said it that way. Hey, stop it. More. Stop it. Keep going. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. Did you know people yes. impacted? Well, yeah. My, my sister has a home up there in Malibu as well that they, they had to stay away. They were, you know, the area was evacuated. So, um, but everything's okay there as well. But, yeah, uh, it's just a familiar area, of course, that... If I, I grew up a little south of, of there, but you always drove up the coast highway and you go up through Malibu and you enjoy the beautiful scenery along that way that, you know, as Ed described, it is no longer there. It's just it's a different looking yes. landscape. So I've, I've seen that before out there, unfortunately, and it's something that that's becoming too common. And hey, look, the good news is, again, that uh, right now it seems to be uh, so under control that people can start to rebuild and get their lives back in order. Yeah, it's, it's just awful. Ho- hopefully they can rebound from that. Uh, DJ, you're awesome. Uh, do you think that the uh, Ken Harrelson, Ed Farmer, uh, $9 million golf head-to-head match will draw the same amount of fans that Phil and Tiger drew yesterday? You know, I'm going to go with it, it might just be a tad bit under uh, the total draw, but... Um, if I'm going to tell you now, if you were to put a, a pot of ninety dollars, those two would go head to head, no problem. <laughs> DJ, enjoy the holidays. Appreciate you taking time. I just have a vision of you all winter long, just with a nice cup of coffee, ten toes up, looking out on beautiful Puget Sound, just just living the the, the life that you deserve, my friend. Ah, uh, thanks, Carmen. It's a pleasure talking to you guys. I look forward to the next time we get a chance to. To butt heads again over the phone. <laughs> right, you're awesome, DJ. Thank take, you. Take care, DJ. Thanks, Hair. Thanks, guys. Darren Jackson out uh, in Seattle in his off season. Is uh, yeah, we do have to take quick time out here, but uh, I'd like to get you on a fishing boat in the Great Northwest and just head out to Puget Sound. Right, well, let's do it. Let's do it, Harry. Let's let's go fishing. Me and you, just just hanging out in We're nature. We need a guide. Yeah, and between between because neither one of us is going to want to touch the worms. We're going to need a lot of things. Seven twenty WGN.